0: And a good morning to each one this morning. I'd like to welcome each one that to our service of Cypress Street Church this morning as we worship our Lord and God. We're thankful for each one that's here this morning, visitor, uh, home folk. That you're all welcome and make yourself right at home and enjoy the the spirit of God this morning. We. if you are a visitor this morning, we'd like you to fill out a card, a visitor's card. And if you are a home folk, we just uh, love you uh, even more. We uh, want to extend our love to each one, our blood-washed hand to each one, uh, in generosity. In uh, our giving this morning, we thank you for your giving, and uh, if you don't know the procedure, uh, you can go to our website I'm um, giving there or put it in the box in the back. On Wednesday night uh, at 5 o'clock the nominating committee will meet. Uh, at 6 o'clock we'll have uh, soup and uh, devotion by Brother Ray. Thankful for each one that uh, is here. That you're a blessing to each one of us. We're thankful for Uh, for friends and for loved ones and for next Sunday uh, Brother Ray will be blessing us with his presence and uh, we're thankful for uh, today. Let us bow our heads as we uh, enter in our worship this morning. Dear Father, we're thankful for the blessings that you have given to us. We're thankful for All you have done for us in our life and our uh, living, we give you all the praise and glory this morning for your love. In Jesus' name, I thank you. Amen. You may ask, why did I bring a cup to church this morning? Well, (laughs) believe it or not, each one of us has our own cup. That uh, in uh, uh, Psalms 23, David wrote, says, You anointest my head and with oil, and my cup overflows. And uh, each one of us in our cups, that we have a cup of blessings, or we have a cup of sorrow. But it depends on whether or not You want God to bless you with uh, your cup this morning. And also, Jesus said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. So as he offered his cup, he said, this is the new covenant. So each time that we uh, take our cup to drink coffee or tea, let us remember that God's blessings is in our cup. But the cup is not, the blessings are not in this. They're in our body. And uh, there's a song that says, Fill my cup, fill it up, and make it whole. And let us always be blessed by God's blessing. And if your cup is full this morning, just Joshua Brown and spread the blessings to other people as God has blessed. Let us join this morning as we sing and praise God this morning.
1: We have a little special this morning, and y'all just join in when we start, okay? Today, don't tell anybody, but today is John Spire's 91st birthday today. So we want to sing happy birthday to you, John.
2: (laughs) Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday dear John, happy birthday to
1: you, happy birthday. Won't you stand with us now as we begin a beautiful song, How Deep the Father's Love for Us.
2: The Father's love for us How vast beyond all measure That He should give His only Son To make the wretched His trend. Show sure. sure. Among the scoffers It was my sin that resurrection why should I gain from his reward I cannot give an answer but this I know with all my heart his words have made my ransom why should I know with all my heart His words have my ransom. Amen to that.
1: All for Jesus. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. But Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body I live by faith the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. as taken from Galatians 2.20. As we join in the beautiful song, All for Jesus. Let you go in here with this song, okay? Jesus is a river of love.
2: This is a river of love, and He's flowing my way. A river of love and, and is flowing my way. Where well, Jesus is a river of love and is flowing your way. Well, Jesus is a river.
1: Time to go to your classes now, dear.
0: That song don't make you want to jump into water. I don't know what what would. Uh, that uh, is a blessing. Uh, as we go to the Lord in prayer, uh, we have several needs. Our pastoral con- candidate uh, Gary, Mr. Uh, Lowry's son, Lonnie Swan, Blanche Harris, Milton and Ringle uh family. Uh, They perished in the house fire. Royce and Shirley Lowry, Jerry Crane, Larry Lawson, Larry Wasson, those that are traveling in our church and uh, pray for Brother Ray and Dana Owens, our country and our leaders, our children, our youth and our shut-ins. And we're thankful for uh, the blessings that we have today, our health and our happiness, means a lot Uh, uh, we have a lot to be thankful for this morning and uh, as we go to the Lord this morning in prayer let us always be mindful of uh, the ones that are less fortunate. Dear Father we're thankful for the blessings that you've given to us to enjoy and to enjoy life. We're thankful for health we're thankful for friends and loved ones that make life much more in- enjoyable we're thankful for your spirit as it leads us from day to day we thankful for uh, the blessings that you give to us that we do not that we take for granted each day like the, our loved ones that are near our health our happiness all that we uh, do each day until Someday that is taken away, that we, uh, we miss it. We lift Brother Ray up this morning as he brings the message to you that you have said that those that bring good news have beautiful feet. So as he runs uh, the race of life, that you will always bless him with the words to speak to us. Let us be grateful, let us uh, be anointed with our Holy Spirit this morning. We love you and appreciate. We're thankful for the church family this morning as we celebrate your uh, service this morning. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. Good
3: morning, church family. Good uh, A couple things I want to... Let me get this on here. A lot going on. It's kind of been one of those days. Thank you, Larry. I think we got it. In fact, I can hear myself think and I'm deaf in one ear, so I'm doing good. Uh, Dana is doing great. Uh, She had been doing good for a while, but I I shared with the worship team she tested negative on Friday and we headed off to the state minister's meeting. I knew she was, she's a positive person, but she tested negative. And uh, it's funny how you do that little test and bust her heart but she had it. Boom, it just turned blue right away. Like no anticipation just and then that last time it was blank and blank and blank and we were waiting for the alarm to go off blank and then I came back and looked at it several you know 20-30 minutes later it's still blank she was just you know so happy uh, because she's a people person and uh, in fact she's teaching children's church today but we got to go to the state uh, convention and state ministers meeting and I just know that most of you know here we're, we're very much a part of the Louisiana Congregational Ministries of the Church of God, and a lot of cool things are happening, and we kind of upgraded our bylaws and did some things with that, and we uh, uh, created a, a new team that is church revitalization because we're seeing that churches need that help and uh, come alongside churches when they're struggling and those kind of things, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed visiting with pastor friends and all that, and so a lot of good things That, that happened Handel Smith our uh, national church God Leader in the United States and Canada Spoke man he was on fire It was, was outstanding A lot of laughing and a lot of crying And a lot of joy uh, There and uh, And I represented you guys in the, in the Voting and those kind of things that took Place so I want to thank you for that And worship team a little bit later You might I'm going to see if you can catch It you might that song that you just picked about you, you go under but you don't drown. I'm gonna see if you catch that a little bit later in the message uh, when I'm preaching and see, see how that goes. We'll just kind of see if that goes over your heads or, or if we catch it. And if we do, you can kind of point at me uh, or whatever. And by the way, I heard uh, three people clap. Uh, that was good. A few weeks ago, I shared Wednesday night, somebody came in late, and remember we were clapping? Was that last week? It was last week. We need to put it on the calendar. On that day, the church clapped. Anyway, they came in and they called me and said, Brother Ray, I thought I was in the wrong church. We were clapping. So I want to challenge you on that. I'm going to work on that. I think on Wednesday nights we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Um, The world needs men and women who cannot be bought. Do you agree with that? I do. And whose word is their bond? Does anybody remember those days? Your word is your bond. You didn't need contracts and all that. (laughs) Yeah, handshake. Who are larger than their vocation. Who do not hesitate to take a chance. Who do not lose their identity in a crowd. Who are honest in the small things, which means they'll always be honest in the big things. Men and women who will make no compromise with wrong. Men and women whose ambitions are not confined to their own selfish decisions. Men and women who do not say they will do it because everybody else is doing it. Men and women who are true to their friends through the good report and through the bad report. In adversity as well as prosperity. Sounds like a wedding in a marriage. Men and women who do not believe that shrewdness and cunning are the best qualifications for success. Men and women who are not ashamed to stand up for the truth when it is unpopular. Men and women who say no with emphasis, even though the rest of the world says yes. I pray God makes me a person like that. And if that's true, I would be a man or woman of God. And so this next series that I'm talking about, and that I'm going to approach, and I struggled with all these series of which way to go and what direction to go. Uh, I chose and felt led to share the next few weeks on the making of a person of God. And today I'm going to talk about going deep. What would it take to make me and you a person of God? Well, I want to start and the first few lessons with Peter. We're going to talk about Peter in a few minutes and study his life and and I love Peter. Uh, Peter, you know every one of the people in the Bible, uh, if you really study them and you get involved in it, they all, they're just like us. You know I remember as a kid thinking they were just way out there and so amazing but they're a lot like us and they all have different personalities. Peter had ADHD, Uh, Peter was impulsive, Peter was, you know, jump wide in, think about it later. He might cut your ear off and then go, oh, I'm sorry. And if Jesus is not there, you're earless. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, never mind. Anyway, the point is, let's go to our text. we just read it. Brooke, just get it up there and get me going here. I'm, I'm getting out of line here. Okay, the scripture. All right. We're going to read Luke chapter 5, 1 through 11, the original NLT. One day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, uh, and I want to stop there. I, I've actually been there. Dana and I have been there. And um, it's on the north, north part. As you look at the Sea of Galilee, it's on the north part, and you're looking out across. And it looks like forever. You can see the two banks on the sides, but it's the long part of the lake there. And I think I shared with you, if you remember, that the Sea of Galilee can be like glass and then all of a sudden a storm ahead hit it and it'll get crazy and we see that in the Bible and while Dana and I were there it was glass and then a storm came up it blew it was so violent it blew chairs off our balconies and they were chairs we were on about the 12th or 15th floor I don't know blew chairs everywhere all over the place and it was so wild we couldn't even do the boat ride that we'd schedule the next day just suddenly, because it comes over to the west and all that. And of course, fishing's a big deal. So we know this famous story there at the Sea of Galilee. Great cra- Jesus was teaching, and great crowds pressed on him to listen to the Word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them, and they were overwashing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught to the crowds from there. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it's deeper, and let out your nets, and you will catch many fish. Master, Simon said. We worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But I guess if you say so, we'll try it again. And this time their nets were so full they began to tear. A shout for help brought the partners from the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I am too much of a sinner to be around you. For he was awestruck by the size of their catch, as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, Don't be afraid, from now on you'll be fishing for people. As soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. Has anyone here seen this episode on The Chosen? Anybody? One? Oh, guys, you guys are missing it, too. You guys need to uh, consider uh, watching The Chosen and, and seeing at least this episode, a beautiful episode. And, of course, a lot, all the others as well. Beautiful, very historical um, episode. Beautiful story. Now, what would Peter say to us this morning? If, as a man of God now, as a man that was a sinner and a struggling person... And now, man of God, what would he say? And I think today's message title is Go Deep. So I want to start, and you look on your outline there. I have Go Deep, Let Christ On Board. Go Deep, Let Christ On Board. In other words, let's just don't stay in the shallow or just don't stay on the beach. Let's go deep. Dana just got back a while back each year. She goes to the beach or goes on a cruise or both or whatever. And, uh, but they couldn't go deep. You know why? Anybody got a clue why you can't go deep right now along the Gulf in the last few months? There's these fins that just keep coming around all over the place, and a couple of them even came up, and you know, kind of, now they didn't want to go deep with the sharks, you know, so they just stayed on the beach and uh, got brown, I guess. Or if I go on the beach, I become a French fry because I'm blessed with that kind of skin. I just fry, you know. They, at least they have SPF 1000 I think that's what I need so go deep let Christ get on board you know first Peter had allowed Jesus to get on board he allowed Jesus to get on board with his, uh, of his boat and many people like to be around Jesus they like to see his miracles I don't think anyone would not want to be around him or see his miracles but few really want to get personally involved I want to stop there You will never make it, you're never going to make it, unless you move from knowing about Jesus, hearing about Jesus, uh, reading about Him in His Word, maybe seeing Him in other people's lives, but until you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. The relationship for Karen Oldham and Jesus is different than mine. Same Jesus... Karen's different than I am, okay? The difference between Charles and me, we're different, but we have our own personal relationship based on the Word of God with Jesus. And it's awesome when we go deep and it becomes personal. I know him. He knows me. Now, he already knows all of us, but it's like a one-sided deal where this amazing Creator, lover of us knows everything about us and wants to have a personal relationship with us and we go no I'll call you when I need you kind of like I'll call Superman when I need him kind of thing and that's sort of how even in the church sometimes we are but we got to let him get on board in fact when we let him get on board in the old little stick thing that was back for spiritual laws let him sit on the throne And we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Do you know anyone who wants to be on board with Jesus but not intimate with Him? Absolutely, there are thousands of people that do that. And so we want to let Jesus get on board. We really do. There's a small uh, uh, old-fashioned town, small town, and they're having an old-fashioned baptism outside of town, and a, a drunk guy Stumbled up on the baptism on his way out of town as the story goes. And the drunk looked out and saw the preacher waist deep in water. He didn't know what was going on. He didn't know any better. So he just wandered out into the water and went up to the preacher. Well, the preacher didn't know he was a drunk. You know, he didn't know anything about him. And so he came up to him. So the preacher asked what you should. Have you found Jesus? Well, no. Would you like to find him? Yeah. So the preacher dunked him under. And when he came up, he said, Did you find Jesus? And he said, No. So he dunked him under again. And, and he, when he came up, said, Did you find Jesus? He said, No. Well, he dunked him under. And this time he held him under a little bit longer. And by the way, one time I was doing a baptism, and y'all know about North Crossings, we have a portable Baptistry that comes up. And, and I'm like right here in the Baptistry, down there. And, and uh, some people float. Okay, and and I was allowing my associate or somebody to help baptize, and he just wasn't quite getting them under, you know. What I'm saying? So I kind of helped push them under, and then helped pull them up. You know what I mean? It was kind of funny. Well, that's what happened here. So you know, he pulled, held him under, and all that stuff. And when he pulled him up, said, "Did you find Jesus?" And the poor drunk said, "No. Are you sure this is where he fell in?" Yeah. Now. That's how some people are. They, they don't even have a clue what Jesus is. <laughs> they don't understand anything. And definitely, baptism is crazy. It's funny, in the Muslim world and in around the world, in countries that, that don't really like Christianity, baptism's a big deal. Ask Ron Cootie. It's a big deal. If they get baptized, I mean, they can be ostracized. They make that a big deal. Bigger than saying, He's my Savior. You know, and some of us have been raised in the church, and some have come uh, to church a long time, but I ask the same question that the preacher asked. Have you found Jesus? If you seek me with all your heart, what will happen? You'll find me. Seek me for a personal relationship. I admire Dana. My goodness, I love her. She's a prayer warrior. She's amazing, but I don't need my faith based on her. I'm blessed by her. Wednesday night, several people know because we were eating at my favorite five-star restaurant, Captain D's, (laughs) and um, I got a call and I had to leave. We've really had a problem lately, but a, a, a lady was, I, have, I live in a curve on Roland Drive, and, and a lady was doing 65 miles an hour in a 25 curve, and she took out my concrete um, curb, took out a uh, six-foot column with a fleur-de-lis on it. it. They said it sounded like an explosion. She caught the guy wire, flipped her several times, turned her around, it sent uh, hunks of concrete 160 and 70 yards in a pasture down. Um, my wife ran out, called 911 immediately, wasn't, you didn't even look, you just heard it. I started getting calls from neighbors, everybody, oh my goodness. Um, so she runs out, she's looking for the body, can't find her anywhere. A miracle happened. And there was one little hole in the windshield, and I think maybe where her head hit. And luckily it was a newer car it had airbags all over the place, sideways, uh, totally. She was out, she was alive. And man, when Dana found out, she said, praise Jesus. When we came back after the whole thing, um, we got power, energy came and put the pole, got the pole back and got temporary power and stuff. They're still working on that. But Dana said, you know what? I believe this, we've been hit several times lately, it's starting to be a thing, because um, I guess speed's optional there. And she said, You know, all these wrecks, people should have been hurt. The paramedics said she should have been dead. Everybody there said, There's no way, you know, the police officers, it's a miracle. I, I could show you. There's nothing, there, you couldn't tell what kind of car it was. There's no tag on it, it blew the tag off. There's no front end. There's no transmission, no motor. Just a little cage about this, this big and a hole that how she got out. I'm not being critical, but how in the world she got out of that hole. Um, and, and she survived and she made it. And Dana said, you know what? I believe it's because we have dedicated this property to the Lord. We pray over this place and I believe God's hedge of protection is here. Now, it might not be. But I tell you what, I believe God has the ability to honor prayers and do amazing things. And so Dana has that relationship. But my relationship doesn't need to be what Dana's is. With my personality, Peter was different than James. You know, Peter was different than John. John was the young boy and the visionary. And you have to have your own personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Look at Revelation 3.20 on your outline. Jesus, look, here I stand at the door and knock. Jesus is knocking. If you hear me calling and open the door, I will come in. Wow. That's neat. He's knocking on a heart's door. I remember in chapel where Dana and I went to Bible college, there was this stained glass window, and uh, there was a picture of Jesus knocking kind of awkwardly like this at the door, and if you studied it there was no doorknob. Guess where the doorknob is? On the inside. Would you turn the knob this morning? Even if you found Jesus, maybe He wants to come in and as it says, have supper with you. Y'all remember that Scripture? He wants to dine with us, He wants to talk with us, He wants to love on us. Would you do that? Go deep. Make sure Christ is on board. Secondly, go deep. Submit to Christ as your captain. Submit to Christ as your captain. When Jesus gets on board, I want to tell you something. This is I'm going to be honest. He he doesn't want to just be a passenger. He starts taking over. And it's a good thing. Jesus tells him where to go. He says, go out there. Deep. Go deep to this certain spot. Jesus tells him where the fish are. And uh, Peter's beat. They've been fishing all night long. And by the way, this is Peter's vocation. He has a Ph.D. in fishing. He's a professional fisherman. This is his livelihood. Kindly step aside. Kind of reminds me of the Boy Scout leader one time that came up on an accident, and he ran in there and pushed everybody out of the side and said, excuse me, I know first aid. And the lady that was working with him kind of tapped him on the shoulder. She was smiling after a little while and said, hey, when it gets to the part you need a doctor, I'm here. (laughs) Whoa. So what right does Jesus have to tell Peter what to do? Now you think, that's crazy. He's king of kings, lord of lords. Yeah, we know that. We understand that. But I want to tell you, we do the same thing in our own life. We do. We do. When Jesus wants to come in, we're down, we're depressed, we're going through struggles and whatever, we sometimes forget He's able, He's there. We forget that. It's, we're just like Him. The same way. I've got this, Lord, when there ain't nothing we've got. We're in a tailspin going down a vortex, you know. There's no hope. I think we have to settle the Lordship issue. We have to submit. Some people want a mascot and not a master and I think it's a tendency for a lot of us we we want him close enough to protect us from the wind the waves and the pirates while we're out there but we really don't want him at the helm of the boat or to tell us how to live or how to run our house most people want Jesus on board but they don't want him to be captain that's why I said go deep ask him to be the captain turn control over to him Raymond Johnson tells the story of a family gathering at a swimming pool, and the kids were swimming, the older kids were swimming. They had a three-year-old named Drew. If you've ever had a three-year-old, you'll understand this. And um, and they were all swimming. Well, Drew was one of those rambunctious kids, so they had to hold on to his, you know, his kind of uh, floaty thing, hold on to it, you know, and, and, and kind of his you know just he swam around and swam around you just had to keep him there he was trying to go well he was getting real frustrated parents were getting frustrated as he kept going around and around and finally after several exchanges drew grabbed a hold of his own floaty and he said I can hold myself (laughs) and that's how we are we think we can go deep we can do it on our own we can cover anything and and we're really there's not a lot of difference in that three-year-old and a lot of us I can do it, I've got it, (laughs) when God's got a hold of us. And then sometimes He's holding us back from doing something that, thank you, Jesus, He held us back from doing something. It's okay to ask God for stuff. I talked to you about, you know, thank God for unanswered prayers. It's okay to ask, but always pray, what? Nevertheless, Lord, Your will be done because You know things I don't know. Woo-hoo! Boy, is that the smartest thing that you and I can do. We can learn from that three-year-old in that situation. The scripture on your outline there says, Instead, you must worship Christ as what? Lord of your life. You must worship Him as Lord of your life. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to live in obedience to Him listen to this let your roots grow down into him deep see down into him and draw nourishment from him so you will grow in faith strong and vigorous in the truth you were taught if Christ is captain of your ship then your leader the leader you submit to that is the good shepherd is the good captain the wise one who is there in your life thirdly go deep Cut the ropes of disappointment. Cut the ropes of disappointment that keep you on shore. Remember the text when Jesus asked them to go back out into the deep? How long have they been out? All night long. Okay. All night long. They were tired. They were done with it. They actually were already cleaning their nets. And I thought that was kind of cold. They pretty much probably got their nets cleaned by that time. How many of you folks at Cook Just when you clean up the kitchen. Okay, I I, I, I feel you. Okay, all right. So, Peter looks at these empty nets and how many times they've been let down. And many of us have been let down. Some have been let down and they feel like God has let us down. I can actually understand our church here, who who I brag on y'all everywhere I go. You know, we've been kind of let down, we've been through a time, but I think God's working through this. I know God is in control, amen? God's working through this. And humanly, you know, we need to realize, God, what are you teaching us? What are you showing us? Because, yeah, we've been let down a lot, you know? Uh, Sometimes I know people that strive to do a lot of things and they get let down. But if you want to go deep with Him, you've got to cut the ropes of previous disappointments. Because previous disappointments hold you back. They're like an anchor. You know what I mean? They're holding you back from going deep, from going out there. Your nets will never be filled up, do you agree with this, if you don't put them in the water? <laughs> I know people that think, I'm going, I, 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 I hate being on the internet. I can't tell you true stories so much. Oh. <laughs> oh, it frustrating, very frustrating. I love preaching BC, back in BC before COVID. And it was awesome. It was awesome. But I recently was with a young man and he was telling me how you make money and how it's going to be and all that. (laughs) Uh, But you have to get a job. That's all. all. I'll leave it at that. We'll just stop there. Oh, my goodness. It was. God gave me grace, first peter we, you know we 've got to lay down the disappointments and go after again, and Peter learned it in first peter one six through seven so be truly glad, smile, have joy there's wonderful joy ahead, even though it is necessary for you to endure many trials for a while. Because the trials are only to test your faith, in other words, make it better really is what he's saying, to show that it is strong and pure. And then skipped a little bit. It will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed into the whole world. There's a true story of David Smallbone. I don't know if many of you know him. You know him, probably don't know of him and don't maybe put the name with it. David Smallbone lived in Australia. And he really, Australia, uh, actually has kind of been the last several years, uh, decade, a kind of revival going on. But prior to that, it's really not a very godly country. And David felt led to start Christian concerts over there probably 20 years ago or so, a long time ago. And he lost everything trying to do a good thing. You know, you can do a good thing, think God's leading you, and that makes it really rough when it don't work out, if you stepped out on faith. He lost everything, very disappointed, very depressed. Then he got offered a job in Nashville, uh, Tennessee, kind of the head of Christian music and country music. And uh, so he sold everything, packed up his family, had a big family, moved to Nashville, and when he got there, they'd given the job to somebody else. So it got really bad. And he said he spent three days in bad depression. Now let me stop here. I told you there's people in the Bible that's gone through everything. That's terrible, David. You're in clinical depression. No. Nah. The prophet Elijah. superpower. Elijah met with Jesus and Moses at the Mount of Transfiguration. Do you understand? Elijah he got clinically depressed because a woman was after him and he said, I'm the only one and you know all this and God had to feed him and let him take a nap, he gave him some treatment, you know, (laughs) there and touch him. No, it's okay, we all go through struggles and he went through depression and I I can understand that, that's crazy. Well, as time went along, he People, in fact, they ran out of money and food. People started bringing food by. It was miracles started happening. A a family gave them a minivan. They didn't even have a vehicle. They lost everything. And their 15-year-old daughter uh, was very talented. And she was singing. And she started going along. And at 16 or 15, 16, right along there, got a recording contract. She changed her name, Rebecca St. James. And, of course, she made mega success. And then and dad became her manager, so he's touring and getting mega paid for it, right? And they're all doing that together. And then there's two other boys, Luke and, uh, what's the other one? Joel. Does anybody know who Luke and Joel Smallbone are? Yeah, a few of you do. Real popular group. Won many Grammys and Emmys. It's called For King and Country. Yes, they're amazing. They are. And so... Look, went from when you're down and you have nothing and you're depressed and all that and moving to the United States and not even having the job you're promised, and God turned it around. God turned it around. So, go deep. You have to cut those disappointments. If he would have, as soon as he came to the U.S., it didn't make it, turn around, went back, that probably would have never happened. You know, if he hadn't went deep, and yes it failed, it probably never would have got him to Nashville. Do you follow what I'm saying? Look at all those things, how God works through it. And I'm not saying it was God's will that they go through every one of them. God doesn't, many times, He allows when things happen, He just turns them around for good later. That's what Peter was saying. You're going to have joy, but you might go through some disappointments to get there. And by the way, if you're never disappointed, do you even know what joy is? If somebody came to you as a little kid and gave you everything you wanted, anytime you wanted it while you were coming up, what would you turn out to be? A spoiled, rotten, stinking, nobody can be with them, can't be employed Brat. I've actually known a few. And for those, the only counseling we can give them is you have to own your own company. And you can't have employees because they can't stand you. If you come up and every time something happens, they put you on a medication where you never feel pain, guess what would happen? We've proven it. You will not experience joy. Because you're chemically, you follow me? You're chemically always happy, but if you don't go through pain, you don't understand what joy is. It's amazing. Oh, I'm sorry, four. Let's move along. Go deep. Be willing to put effort into the oars of growth. Peter and the guys had fished all night and they're tired. You know that. Alright, get back in the boat, Jesus says. Let's push out to the deep waters. Uh, you know, we're going to have to put the wars in there, get get back out there. Did they want to do that? No. I bet you nobody wants to do about half of what we do that's good. I'm no different than that, you know. So they do. And a reality factoid I want to give you. If you're going to go deep with God, there will be a price to pay. There's going to be some of these struggles and trials and there's a price to pay. And it won't always be easy. I like it being easy. I love, I tell people all the time, God invented the microwave. I do believe that. I think that the electronic ab belts uh, ought to work. I want a six pack and I want to buy the belt. You know what I'm saying, while I'm doing other, and it come out and be just buff, I want to lose weight and I think it should only be a six out drink. I could sin all week and pray for crop failure, drink my diet drink and just be thin as in perfect shape. I love one I heard, it was the best I've ever heard, a dream away diet. <laughs> and you just dream your weight away. It's a dream. <laughs> We want to do stuff without effort, but I do want to tell you the truth. These guys had to put the oars out, hoist the sails, get the clean nets back ready and put them out. And they had to do effort and they had to follow what God had told them to do, what Jesus had told them to do. So God can bless it. I want to be known as, you know, I I want to be known as a person of the word. And I have people in my churches that want to be known as people of the Word. And they'll say, Pastor, will you open it? Will you know anything about me? i got scriptures all the way through all the time. Okay? It's all about the Word. But here's the thing. If you only depend on me to give it to you, you're not really going to become a man or woman of the Word. Pastor, I want to be a person of prayer. Man, I love your prayers. I had the privilege to pray the ordination prayer, the licensure prayer for all the ministers, you know, and all that. That's great. And you can memorize the Lord's prayer, you can memorize Jabez's prayer. Those are great, nothing wrong with that. But at some point, you've got to just pray and talk to God. And pray. If you want to be a person of prayer, you become pray without ceasing. You just kind of always in a spirit of prayer. If you get upset, that's okay. You pray, God, I'm upset right now. I'm ticked. I don't really want to talk to you, but I do love you. Be with me. Help me right now. I want to slap them in the name of Jesus. And I know you don't want to slap them. I need to turn to your way of thinking. You know, you just spend time with Jesus. And y'all know what you're talking. Some of you slapped them anyway. I hear things. Look on the outline. Work hard and become a leader, be lazy and become a slave. That needs to be put on the currency. And God we trust on one side, work hard. Because we're, no, don't work and you'll get paid. Man, are we messed up. Lazy people want much but get little. But those who work hard will prosper and be satisfied, unless they're in the United States where we're giving it away. If you are too lazy to plow in the right season, that's hard work by the way, you will have no food at harvest. The lazy person is full of excuses. If that's not true, I don't know what is. My point is, the Bible's clear. You've got to work. There's work involved in it. And if we don't have time or don't take the time to be a man or woman of God, you're not going to make it. And I want to be honest. It's just like getting in shape or anything else that we do. God's calling us. He's doing the work, but we got to follow it and follow up on prayer, follow up on the Word. Finally, go deep. Trade the security of your shallow waters that we all are at for the adventure of God's deep sea. Trade the security of the shallow waters for the adventure of God's deep sea. Peter and the guys wanted to fish in the shallows. Let's just they, they, there's there's a tendency for that, I got that, because when the storms come they're very violent and quick there, very quick, you don't get a warning. So I know they don't want to go that deep and all that, I understand that. They knew where all the rocks were, they knew where everything was, they were comfortable. But there was no big catch there. And of course Jesus took them out. Eugene Peterson tells a story, he's the guy who wrote the message, uh, paraphrase, uh, he tells the story of being on a lake one time, and he noticed a mother bird, a swallow, and she had three little ones, and she was pushing them out of the nest. Has anybody ever seen that happen? Probably you have. Pushing them out of the nest, and when they would fall, they would start fluttering and, and fly. Well, there was this one bird, and some of you have a kid like this, and they would not be moved. This, this one wasn't good. Mom pushed her off, and the little bird held on the feet and finally hung upside down with the feet. Well, Mom couldn't get to it. So, Mom turned around and started pecking her leg, you know, the little legs. I mean, he had binoculars. This was so good to watch, and he was zooming in. She just pecking away. Finally! The little one had to let go and fall and it flopped and it was like, oh, this ain't going to make it. But it got it together For it hit the water and it took off and it learned to fly. You and I may be one of those little birds like that. Some of you, we don't want to, but Jesus gives us a nudge and we do it. Some of you have to learn the hard way and get pecked, <laughs> you know, and have to be kind of done that. Notice this beautiful scripture, one of my favorite, Ephesians 3, 16. John 3, 16 and Ephesians three sixteen. I pray that from God's glorious, unlimited resources, He will give you mighty inner strength through His Holy Spirit. Man, is that a blessing. And I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts as you trust in Him. May your roots go down deep into the soil of God's marvelous love. And by His mighty power at work within us, He is able to accomplish infinitely more than we would ever dare to ask, hope, or some say, think. That's where your roots go down deep into Him. And so what's the result? Two boats sinking with fish. What an amazing, amazing story. I want to, y'all probably know this, Google it. A lot of people are aquarium people. I went through that phase and they have aquariums. One of the most popular fish right now to put in an aquarium is a shark. And there's a reason. If you put a shark in an aquarium, they'll never grow, Google says, over eight inches. What I read in another place said six inches basically depending on the size of the aquarium. If you take them out and put them in the ocean, they'll be eight feet, twelve feet. In other words, they only grow as big as their surroundings. God designed you and I to be big on faith, big in the Word big in the family of God, part of that, to 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 experience fullness, right? And yet many times we're staying in the little aquarium, we're staying in the shallows and He wants us to get out deep and grow and be big. It's easy to have doubt, my goodness I, I understand that. That's why it's so neat to be part of a family of God and a church family that encourages one another. That, that's there to say, hey pastor, I think we can do this or, you know, those kind of things. That's important. All of us have doubt. I think that, at the bottom of your outline, I have a question or just two for you there. What are your obstacles for going deep? And you don't have to write them down, but if you want to take it back home and do that or whatever, that, that's good. I just want to ask you, what are, what is. What is something that's an obstacle to really getting you to move to the next thing? It could be busy. I am just too busy. And I'll be real honest, I've met a few people, but very few that have a schedule my whole life, my schedule. Y'all knew this, it was quadro, I mean I'm a tri-vocational person, I've had as many as three full-time jobs at one time, two full-time jobs my whole life, and a part-time, and then a hobby. You know, I mean, you, you can be busy, but let me tell you, you can also be busy and it not be right. But when you're busy, you have to set priorities. And there were some advantages for, for that. 'Cause when I'd hear people's problems all day, I'd jump in the car and I'd have twenty minutes to get to ULM to teach, and I couldn't think about their problems, I'd start thinking about teaching, and then when I teach after that, I'd hear from all the people, you know, and blah blah you know. And so it never internalized, you follow inside. There's some blessings. But my point is, maybe it's being too busy. So my point is I'm talking busy person to busy person. And so maybe that's it. And maybe we need to reprioritize. Maybe that's what's stopping me from going deep. Uh, if you give something up, that's the remove, here's what we're, we're, we're going to tell you. We need to add something to take its place. So like if we're going to remove something for time, we need to add that we're going to have some quiet time with God or quiet time with our husband or our wife or maybe with our kids. You know, you follow what I'm saying? You give up something but you replace it with what God would have you do and what He leads you to do. Be quiet and listen. Would you bow your heads with me where you're at right there? Is Jesus saying to you, go a little deeper? You know for some here I think He may be I believe in this room, there's probably some that Jesus Christ is personally asking you to let him get into your life, into your boat. I know for a fact that for many of us, he said, hey, you've kind of kicked me out of the captain's chair and you're driving the boat. You're you're driving your life. And how often are you going to keep crashing it? let me take control give me lordship and if you be honest I believe there's many of us that need to say yes lord I need to recommit to you as lord and captain and then I think there's some of us here today that might have been disappointed with things in life we've we've had life has a way in this fallen world really hurting hurting bad What do we need to just cut those ropes, let that go, definitely that bitterness that they hurt me, they did this, let that go and go deep with God. Start a new adventure with Him. For a few of us, we might need to recommit to frankly quit being so lazy about it and get up and do something. And then I think there's probably some of us that need to leave the serenity of where we are, of the shallows, the safety, and just get out there and enjoy the adventure. And there might be something we need to give up to have the time to do that. Oh, Father, you've given me a love for this, these folks here. Man, they're my family. And God, I can tell that you love them a thousand times more than I do. You love every person. You created them. You knit them together in their mother's womb. You like the way they look. You love their personality, their quirks, their their gifts, everything. You love everything about them. And you have a plan for their life and that's amazing. Oh God, can we submit to that plan? And can we go deep into that plan and let you guide and direct us to the next stage? God, I encourage every person here to let go and let God take them. Father, could you please give us a glimpse of the big picture? Lord, maybe we need to read Revelation at the end and see how it's going to end. Lord, we're, part, we're, we're your bride. You tell us the church is your bride and there's a wedding coming up. And one day we're going to be there, the greatest wedding celebration ever existed in all of eternity. And God, it's, it's joyous and we want to do our part on this side. God, what I love about you, it's not just getting saved and going to heaven. It's about having victory in our life today. At school with those junior high kids. At senior high school and college, like what you want to be when you grow up. In the dating game and all that struggles with that. Who in the world am I going to spend my life with? Yes or no or what? What career, what job, or midway? Boy, this isn't fulfilling. What do I need to do? All these things. And then we get at the end of our life, and Lord, we want to end well. How do we lay stuff down? How do we pick stuff up? What do we do? There's all these things, and God, we can't make it without you, Lord. We need you to be our captain and our Lord. So I pray, God, that we would release some stuff and pick up what it is you have for us. So, God, I close this prayer with making sure, I know you're there. I just pray that we will release ourselves to your love. Accept your love. Accept your grace. And feel your power. So, I pray as a priest that you, Holy Spirit, would empower every person in this room this week. That you would speak to them at their soul this week and encourage them in the direction they need to go. And God, may they all say it's been good to be in the house of the Lord and hear from you today, to feel your love. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. If you remember last week, we had a sheet going around anybody that's a member wants to nominate anybody you can see Sister Carolyn there's some sheets if you didn't get a chance to fill one out you're welcome to nominate for the two committees business team and leadership team and there's a little sheet that talks about qualifications that's available I think we've gotten most everybody but we don't want anybody to feel left out and I want to publicly thank Sister Nancy and and the budget team that met I told you Wednesday night three and a half hours and we did laugh a lot, and we almost cried a couple times. But we laughed. <laughs> we laughed a lot, but we worked hard, and I want to honor them for that work. And then we have a nominating committee coming up. So there's a lot of good leaders here working hard. So when you see them, encourage them, okay? Encourage them. And go out and let's be the body of Christ, and let's go deep. Amen? Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed.